Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and today I'm delighted to have a good friend of mine, Brad McKenzie, join me. We're going to talk about a lot of different things that I think you'll find of interest, and and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Shelley. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Well, we're glad you can, and let's start out, Brad, if you will, like I do with uh, my guest. Give us some background about where you uh, were raised, a little bit about the family, and take us into that part of it. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm from across the ridge over in Nags County, and uh, my father was uh, Bill McKenzie. He passed away when I was a teenager, but uh, he was a little bit older when he had kids. But he was a bus driver. My mother was Billy Sue McKenzie. She was a school teacher for 33 years over at what was... Uh, Cedar Valley Elementary and became Meg South Elementary at some point in the 90s. I grew up, I had one brother named Britt, and he was an attorney. Um, He's since passed away as well. But um, yeah, we all grew up over there, and um, I moved away for a while and ended ended up back about, I guess, a thousand yards from the house I grew up in. That's neat to come home like that. Share with our listeners, as you got back home, uh, how your career path? What, what brought you into what you you do? Yeah, sure. So I, after high school, I ended up going to Cleveland State. I spent four years at two-year college um, <laughs> and had a good time in that four years and didn't make a lot of progress for a while, but it was, it was nice. And then uh, ended up uh, over at Tennessee Tech to finish up my degree. Didn't know really what I was going to do for a long time. I ended up with a a political science major, which, again, was a lot of fun. Uh, Didn't necessarily lead to a specific job. I came home and ended up in in the insurance industry, of all things. I've done various things over the years, kind of in and around that, and mostly with the advent of, of employee benefits and some of the more technical parts of it over you know the last maybe 20 25 years but none of it was terribly planned it just i kind of bounced around like a if people remember pinball machines sometimes the <laughs> ball would just start bouncing between things and it would go in a in a certain direction and i would say that i've, I've been kind of like that that ball in a pinball machine i bounced a little bit but been lucky enough to, to, to end up in good spots, mostly. <laughs> good for you. Share with us, with us about your lovely family that I've gotten to know over many, many years, and we'll get to our first encounter in a moment, but the family members. Yeah, so so I um, I have a wife named Tracy, and we have two, two great children, Alec and Emmy. Tracy and I went to high school together, and she was a couple years younger than me. We were friends in high school. Then we, I think we kind of tried to date right after I got out of high school, and it didn't it didn't go well. <laughs> um, and so during that time, I was bouncing around in the pinball machine. I uh, I ended up at Tennessee Tech, and she was already there. And Tracy did the normal um, thing that you want your kids to do. She went to college on a scholarship and and finished in four years and she was a student ambassador and all those all those good good student things. So I got there and lo and behold I had an orientation and the person that led my tour was Tracy. 
Mm. At that time, she already she had a boyfriend, and he was like a a boyfriend that family took on vacations. And I guess that um, I thought, well, you know that that that's not going to work. So we ended up dating in, in college, and and uh, came home and and started a family in 1997. Well, now share with the folks how how we encountered each other many moons ago, uh, if you will. I don't know if you're going to remember this, but I met you a long time ago. I was fortunate enough when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I had a job here in Athens downtown, and I worked at Superior Sporting Goods, and that was the most fun job of all time. It was my favorite job I've ever had. (laughs) I got to just kind of know people that came in and came out. And I remember meeting you there and you were probably buying tennis shoes or who knows what. And we started talking because you're a talker and I always was a talker. (laughs) And I'm sure we just started talking about nonsense. And at some point in that conversation, I picked up what you did for a living (laughs) and you were an OBGYN and your first name was Shelly. And this will be hard for young listeners maybe to 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 figure out but you know there was no internet back then you weren't looking somebody up and seeing their picture on your laptop people actually had yellow pages that they were just (laughs) flipping through and if we wanted a service we were just flipping through and trying to figure out where to go and i just thought how unfortunate that a lot of ladies probably looked you up in the yellow pages and saw your first name and went to see an OBGYN (laughs) thinking a another female was going to come into the examination room and there you were. <laughs> so that stuck with me is, oh, is this, what a, what a unique, uh, what a unique situation there for you. But oh. we did, of course, years later, my daughter got involved in the theater <laughs> and you were an Annie with her. And just like everybody else was incredibly kind to her. <laughs> and so we kind of reunited, I guess, then, and we've been obviously good friends all along. But yeah, I probably met you when I was maybe 19 years old, I bet. And after you had reminded me, I remembered that because the, the guys down there and I had stayed friends forever. And, and it's so funny, and you're right, I would have more women coming in. And when my <laughs> office manager said, I'm sorry, it's a he, it's a they would leave. And and it was fine. We got used to it. And, and I had a great career, as you know, but that's a great story. It really isn't it? Then loving, loving when we started becoming much closer with Annie and take it, take us through that because if I'm correct, that was really yours and Tracy's and certainly Emmy's first uh, association, I think with our art center. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened with that, if I remember correctly is um, at some point prior to Annie, I probably was in the doghouse with Tracy and trying to think of a really good birthday present to get myself out of the doghouse. And I stumbled upon, again, for your younger listeners, you know, ads in a newspaper. I think at the DPA, there was an ad for the arts center. They were doing an acting class. And so I surprised her with this acting class and she did it. And she met several folks from the arts center and learned a little bit about the arts center. So when they decided to do Annie, you know, she was very aware of that. And she took our daughter, Emmy, to um, auditions there. Emmy was uh, fortunate enough to be cast as uh, as Annie in that production. 
And, you know, at that point, you're, she was eight years old, I guess. So one or both of us was just with her all the time, mostly, <laughs> mostly Tracy. You know, we just, we were just around. Like a lot of things, when you're around, you, you learn more and, and then you start to kind of figure out if, if there's a place for you within all that. And, and Tracy was the second to get more involved. She started acting in, in some productions. And uh, I was very uh, happy to just be an audience member for a long time. But over time, I, I found you know, some, some niches that I could maybe uh, fill in some spots there. And it's, it's been great. I mean, it's been a big part of our family, uh, obviously. For three out of the four of us have done a tremendous amount of stuff there now at this point. And it's been, uh, I mean, a, a huge blessing for us. Well, for all of us, too, I, I was delighted. And for anyone who knows the production of Annie, and there are variations, as you know, but what a wonderful musical. I think we had eight sold-out shows. The director said she couldn't let that go. We had nine. We had to do a matinee one day, and Emmy was just so talented, and I'm going to tell this story. It was just cute because, uh, as Brad says, she goes out the first night of the production and just knocks the socks off of everybody in the audience because the song that we all associate with Annie, Tomorrow, was in the very first, you know, scene or two. So she sings it. She comes backstage. We're standing there. We're applauding her. We're all excited. She came over to me because the butler in the production who answers to Daddy Warbucks actually is with Annie and becomes close friends during the production. So Emmy comes over to me and she says, I, I really don't feel good. And I said, what's the matter? She said, those people were were whistling and they were hooting and they were yelling at me. And I said, you understand through these rehearsals how it goes, but you haven't had an audience. And they loved you because this production was just, you know, about, you know, these songs. She says, okay, okay. The second night we do it, she comes back and she sort of stands there for a minute. I looked there and I said, you were great again. Super. Gave her a hug. She looks at me. She says, well, I guess I was pretty good, wasn't I? And I cracked up. And tell Brad and Tracy, tell her this years later. It was just an awesome experience for everybody. And then we actually, if you recall, Brad, got to do it at the Clayton Center mm -hmm. back in six months later. And we all remembered it. But what a great introduction for her. And she's gone on to a marvelous career with this. And now you have become, uh, you and I were together and, and Mockingbird had a great time and you had a great role in that. But take us through some of these steps now that you've been with this and in, in how you're evolving into a, a playwright, if you will, uh, with Good Friend and, and share with our listeners what that's all about in, in uh, community theater, what that means to you. Yeah, so, so, so again, it was, um, Emmy was, was sort of our entryway. Funny talking about Annie, she ended up doing that in Chattanooga too. She, she was Chattanooga Theater Center's Annie, and also at some point we thought she was just going to be a, a professional Annie for a while, <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't think we ever made a dime off that, but <laughs> she, did a, she did a lot of shows, took a lot of pictures with a lot of people's kids as, as Annie. But yeah, you and I were together to kill a mockingbird. Autumn Lowry um, was directing that. I ended up going, I think, to the table read. 
she talked to me afterwards and wanted me to 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 play the antagonist in that in that show and I was like I don't know if I can do that but we got through it that it was it was difficult to kind of step into the mindset of 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 Bob Ewell who was just a horrible you know racist and terrible person but you and I had a lot of fun backstage kind of as a release that you and I kind of developed our pranking kind of friendship where we were always trying to play practical jokes on people and that was a a really good release for me to not not you know feel terrible about it all the time but we did that production I was really proud of it and then a little bit after that um, Autumn wanted to do she wanted to do a Christmas Carol and she had decided that maybe uh, she would do an adaptation of it because it was you know it's old enough that it's in uh, public domain and so I mentioned to her at one point that you know if she wanted some help uh, I'd written a couple of children's books and always messed around a little bit with with writing things and that I would just you know I would just be happy to to jump in and help out every now and then and she finally suggested why don't we write it together and so that kind of began what has been a few years now of us collaborating on really a lot of things together so we wrote Christmas Carol. We all, you know, performed it as you well know, and it went well. We've um, we've worked on other stuff. We've got at least two projects right now we're working on from a writing standpoint, which I enjoy. And then I assisted was her assistant as a director on that. And and then I I directed a show last year, All My Sons by Arthur Miller, and so um, I enjoyed that process too. I probably have figured out that I like. Um, writing and directing a little more than acting although I, I like small parts but um i don't think i want to do the work to ever be a, a leading character because that's a lot of memorization <laughs> i think i'm too lazy for that no not at all but i can assure you i'm too old for it as as you know but i'm like you i love back back scenes work love being in the booth and things things like that and and it was a beautiful production of christmas carol and the the response to all my sons, while a a darker, deeper production was just marvelous, and and take us through Brad because you and I both know full well what community theater does for a community and and how it it puts the arts out there and and what you and I've talked about. You can't always do a musical. You can't always do a comedy. Serious serious art is extremely important in the lives of our citizens and take us through how you feel when you help to collaborate uh, with autumn or or writing directing yourself what that does for you as an individual yeah so i think that a a couple of things there i think that we do a really good job in in this community and athens community theater is is really um the, the art center as a whole is just a uh, an incredible, incredible institution. It's always been important for Tracy and I to kind of try to expand the um, the reach of the art center. And so um, she just did a give to give Tracy a quick plug here. She just did a School of Rock over there, and she had had kids from Meigs County and couple I think from Sweetwater so it, it's nice to expand that that footprint a little bit and you know for people that maybe wouldn't normally be exposed to those types of activities it makes you feel really good when 
when they do. And one of the one of the young ladies that was in her show, her father, I ran into him at, at a gas station and he was so happy. He was like, you know, he's like like a lot of us. He he loves sports. He played football. Uh, graduated with me, or now he's maybe a year behind me, but went to school with me. But we were on the same football team and. And he was like, I guess I'm a theater dad now. I never thought it, right? I never thought. He's like, I was just as excited watching her performing that musical as I was, you know, watching watching a football game. And so that's the cool thing that it, that, that it does for people is is uh, it's it's totally something that you don't expect to, to feel the way you feel about it. It's a lot more inviting. It's a lot more inclusive than a lot of people believe. So. For us, um, it's 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 been great in that regard to see people introduced to it. Um, I do tend to levitate more toward the more serious plays and things like that. And and I think again, we do a good job over there with a mix of of musicals and and things that are really just just pure entertainment and there's more serious stuff to kind of kind of balance it out. So there's something for for everybody. But but for me. You know, I just um, the creative part is, is is great. Like it is, it is something that that allows you to to kind of move beyond yourself and and not think about just your work day. It gives you other goals and aspirations. Everybody that is involved, whether it be you know on the production side, on the acting side, on the technical side, everybody gets kind of a a release. It's it's fun when you get to be an adult and have something that you play at, right? Because mm-hmm. kids get to play things and they play sports and then you get to be an adult and you're like, what's fun anymore, <laughs> right? It's just, it's work and it's mortgages. And so things like that, those activities give us a way to kind of still be a little bit younger and, and be a kid and play at things. I think that's great, Brad. And I like expanding the reach and going beyond yourself. You're absolutely right for all of us through the years. It gives us a, a fun outlet, takes you away from normal daily stresses, and, and adds in something that is meaningful to the community. I agree. Now, you and Tracy, we'll get back to your next uh, production you're working on, but you and Tracy have been quite the community servants in Meigs County. Uh, share some of that as to how people become community servants in their area, it doesn't have to be a big city. It can be a small town, and we've had other guests on on the program that that do that. And I always enjoy seeing what you all are doing over there. Share some of the things you do. Yeah. So, so what happens, I think, is that there's a very big difference between moving into a large place and being part of a of a small place, sort of growing up or or, or being there. So if I think about if I were to move to a city, I would try to look for ways to get involved in something, right? In a larger, a larger place. In a smaller place, those things look for you. And that's the difference <laughs> is that there's a need. And if you feel like you can address that need, then I think, you know, a lot of us, you know, that's sort of a, a, a moral obligation that we have. So when, when our children were younger, Tracy was very involved with um, organizing, and she was like the, I don't know what you call it, president or whatever, of like the the cheerleaders that, that in youth sports, which was, I don't know, like thousands of little girls, it felt like. So 
that was a, a big job for a volunteer. When when our son was was in high school, I was head of the booster club for the football team because again, it was a need that needed to be filled. I ended up serving in, in uh, public office over over there for for twelve years in my late twenties. I ran for uh, county commissioner and I was elected. I went to my first meeting having no idea what I was doing, and they elected me chairman, <laughs> which was out of nowhere. And so I went from a mostly confused to totally confused. <laughs> twelve years later, I'd I'd been I think chairman of the county commission for ten of those twelve years, and that was a an interesting experience, but but a lot more good than bad. I will say that. And so yeah, we've just been involved, and and like I said it. The need finds you when you're in a small place, and I think Athens is similar in that way. Even though it's a little little larger than than Decatur in Mexico County, but it's it's similar. You know, you find a lot of the same people doing the same things. I know you get asked to do a lot of different things and serve on boards and and be advisor to to different things, and you know, people trust you, and you've got a reputation certainly here that that people know who they can kind of go to and. And, and get good advice and good counsel from, and, and you certainly fit that, that role too. So I think it's just a willingness to fill the gaps, and, and a lot of people do that. Well, and I appreciate the kind comments, but doing that kind of service, when you view it the way you're talking about, is extremely important to, to do it in a positive sense and to generate that sense in your children and they will in their children. And that's how our communities do so well. Take us through, Brad, if you don't mind. I mean, if you're able to at this juncture, mm-hmm. your your next production you're working on, because there will be many of our audience who will want to come to this and, and hear about it. And, and I realize sometimes we can't release everything that's yeah. going to be done, but you all are working on something that I find pretty fascinating and interesting. Yeah, so so the, the everybody's trying to kind of come together and figure out what what will be next season, and there there will be a release at some point. And I have no idea what those those shows will be. I do know that personally, Autumn and I have been doing an adaptation of Dracula from the novel. You know, I don't know what year that will will be on stage, um, but hopefully at some point it will be. So we've been yeah we've been 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 writing that and arguing about it and <laughs> and at some point editing it and so uh we would love to to get that out there at some point but again i don't know i don't know if that's in the cards for this year or, or next year or when that might be but um, i will say there's a lot of, of titles that have been proposed that that are really good so i'm very confident that the season that will be put together over there it's, it's going to be it's going to be excellent i don't know what is going to be part of that exactly but um you know from everything there is to choose from it'll be it'll be titles that people know it'll be recognizable and it'll be um, really you know some high quality stuff and people that are uh, on board in terms of, of willing to kind of uh, take the mantle and and put those things together are absolutely the best people that that, that produce things over there so can't wait till that gets closer and, and people find out about it, but but I know it's going to be another really good year. And, and, and I'll say this, that's really important. This has been a good year because the momentum that was lost in everything during the prime years of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, you're just getting people 
accustomed to leaving the house and going and doing things again has been a has been a buildup. It didn't just happen, you know, with the snap of your fingers after after, you know, maybe some of the numbers went down. It's been a ramp up, and we've seen that, and we are now, you know, getting to a place where we're starting to see really, really, really good crowds at, at, at things such as that, which is which is important. I mean, you want you want as many people to be exposed as as possible to the to the um, to the art, not the virus, but the art. <laughs> but um, it, you know, it, it is it has been a ramp up, and so a lot of momentum from this year going into next year. So I'm very hopeful. Really, really, you know, just just hoping that we can keep that momentum and, and have a have a good, clean, you know, healthy year that we can all enjoy those things together. I think it's a great point, Brad, because you're right. I'm talking to people last week uh, at a, a a singing concert that was wonderful. Sellout crowds in community theater are awesome. Generating that for the future, and and I like you, feel very hopeful that as we keep moving forward post-pandemic, and yes, it's still there, but not the pandemic, people are out and about, and and you're right, and our productions depend on folks like yourself who are willing to step up and, and create uh, the creative instinct. As you look at your creative instincts, and you've put the books out there because some people have said there's a writer in all of us. I don't think that's correct, but... But what do you have in mind for for Brad for the next bit uh, as far as what you want to do generally, not just the art center, but but how do you look at, at life? We all do this, and, and at your current younger age, what, what are you seeing Brad doing, say, two, three years down the line? I see him going to Mexico this summer. That's first and foremost. But, I, you know, we... I guess Autumn and I have some other projects we're working on. And so that will continue to be sort of an outlet for me to, to do things like that. Tracy and I have a very, we're very fortunate that our children, they're, you know, 25 and, and almost 21. And, and as adults, they still like hanging out with their parents. So I don't know if that'll, if they'll come to their senses or, or what, <laughs> or if they'll, get to the point they're too mature to want to be around us but mm. we're very lucky that we we still spend time together when we can even though neither of them live at home we do things so so it's it, it's really good to, to have them around and 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 to do things and so at some point we, we want to do a big trip to to scotland you and i've mm. talked about that yeah. Yeah. um as a family but you know I, again i think just I'm fortunate. I have, a, I have a good job that has flexibility. You know, Tracy does as well. We both work at home. She's upstairs. I'm downstairs. We don't see each other during the day, <laughs> so so we don't get on on each other's nerves, and uh, it's it's nice. So yeah, we've got work and we've got outlets to to entertain ourselves, and you know, but that's pretty much you know where we are, and and uh, hopefully things will things will progress, but stays similarly. Uh, as they are now for a little while. Good for you. And, and I share that about family. And we had uh, our oldest daughter and family move back a few years ago when her husband retired from civil service. And 
Our other daughter and two young grands are in Lexington, Kentucky, short distance. So I'm with you. Family will always be number one, I think, to you folks, certainly to me through the years. It's been great having you, and probably what I'm going to do is get you back when this next production comes out, when we finally get some, some information. Promise to be a help, but I'm like you. I love the booth, and <laughs> it's just the best seat in the house and a lot less stress than trying to remember lines as we go through our time. Well, you're also always the staff position on my production. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Uh, stay, staying as a retired doctor, and, <laughs> and sometimes we have to help, Brad. That's part of the <laughs> difficulty. Right. Diagnose my bad back <laughs> That's right. And, and a little out of my area of expertise, but but we it wasn't hard as, as much discomfort as you were in, but I appreciate that a lot. Anything else you want to add for the audience? I greatly appreciate you no, as a dear friend I, being it's here. It's great to be here and great to talk to you. And you and I could probably talk for <laughs> for three hours or more people. So this is uh, this is very uh, a very natural thing for us to do on any given day. We run into each other, but um, I, I appreciate getting to do it actually on 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 the podcast. So I'm, I'm honored you asked me to do it. I know that people that listen to this probably love listen to this podcast and they love you and I love you as well. And thank you. Well, same here, brother. Appreciate you and love you too. Folks, as I say all the time, we're delighted that you tuned in today and listened and any feedback you have, send that to shellgriff at gmail.com, S-H-E-L-G-R-I-F at gmail.com. And I can get back with Brad and get answers for you about anything and really appreciate you all listening. And As I say to to you all every time, I do hope you have a safe and healthy day, and I'll see you a little further on up the road.